Okay, so today we're looking at Map Map, issue 3, the fall issue, published in 1940, and we're looking at the fourth comic within that issue. The cover shows Batman chasing across a roof a woman in a mustard-colored dress with a pointy collar wearing a red cape and a hyper-realistic cat mask. It's really creepy. She's also wearing blue shoes, which isn't good fashion. So the comic starts out with an older couple getting back from a party. And the man is like, quick, darling, take off your jewelry. We need to put it in the safe right away. And he opens his safe. It's a little round safe behind a picture. Pretty much the same as every other safe in early Batman. They're usually all little round safes behind pictures. But it's too late because we see just outside their window... This woman, the one from the cover with the orange dress, red cape, blue shoes, and stupidly realistic cat face. And she peeks in through the window as he's hiding the jewels. And just before he can get her into his safe, he pulls out a gun and is like, Give me your jewels! They're like, fine, we don't want to be shot. So they give her the jewels, they surrender and put their hands up, and she runs off into the night with this woman's necklace. Then we see from the papers... This isn't the first time she's struck. There's actually a long list of places that she's taken jewelry from. And the visual for this is eight or so papers with a giant cat face glaring at us from the middle, which it has burst through. It almost looks like a cat, but it's just a little bit off. That's not good. The police are really worried about this, too. And the people of Metropolis are starting to get annoyed. They say, the police can't catch one girl in a cat mask? The police suck! And the police are getting testy about this. A guy at the office, who I think is Commissioner Gordon, says to some of the police, we need to catch this catwoman real fast. And then he goes up to McGoggle, whose name I have been mispronouncing. It's actually, most likely, McGonagall though with an I and not an A. Commissioner Gordon says to him, Hey, you did a good job with that case last month with the ugly mop. You should take on this case. See if you can't clear it up fast. And McGonagall is like, Of course I can, because he's comic relief and has no idea about his own ability. Finally, we see Bruce Wayne also reading the papers. And Dick Grayson is all, So, you gonna do anything about this? And Bruce Wayne is like, yes, of course, you read my mind. The narration, for some reason, is pretending we don't know who Batman is, and it's like, but why are Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson talking about this? That's such a weird thing for them to talk about. But you know what's stranger? When this guy dresses up as a giant bat and goes out to fight crime, says the narration. We're used to it by now. When Batman leaves his house, he's all, all right, I'm going to go catch the cat. And Dick Grayson's all, yeah, good luck, you'll need it. Because remember when you let her go that one time? He's not actually that passive-aggressive, but I feel it. So Batman goes out into the night looking for the cat. And he doesn't find her. What he actually finds is some guy being stabbed in an alleyway. But because he's Batman, this falls under his general area of expertise. And he immediately jumps in and beats up the stabbers. Once the stabbers have been taken care of, he goes up to the stabbed guy, and he's like, Are you okay? What's going on? And the stabbed guy is like, You need to hear my final words. Tell them. Diamond Syndicate. Coming on ship. 
warn them. Then he dies. Batman's trying to get him to say more, or at least be alive, when one of the people he just beat up comes up behind him and whacks him on the head with a gun. So he's temporarily incapacitated, and the two are able to get into a car and speed away. But coming around the corner, we see we have a witness, Mr. McGonagall. He's on foot, so he can't follow the car. But he comes over to Batman, and he cuffs him. And he's all, I've caught Batman. A little later, Batman wakes up, and he's like, why am I wearing handcuffs? And Mr. McGonagall is all, ha, I've captured you this time. McGonagall always gets his man, even the Batman. Batman kind of looks at his hands, and then he smacks McGonagall in the face with both of them. Because when you cuff Batman but don't restrain him, you're just going to get smacked in the face double. Batman runs off, and McGonagall sees this dead guy in the middle of the street, and he's like, oh, dead guy, I better report this. But I can't mention the Batman, they'll just laugh at me at work. The next day, Bruce Wayne is reading up on this in the paper. There's no mention of the Batman, but he does find out what this stabbed guy did. He was a secretary for the Diamond Syndicate, so he thinks this guy's dying words carry a little more weight, and he decides to go investigate himself. A few hours later, he shows up to the Diamond Syndicate headquarters, I guess. Commissioner Gordon is already there, and Commissioner Gordon's like, Hey, Bruce Wayne, you want to sit in on this? And Bruce Wayne is like, yes, of course. I always want to sit in when you do crime interviews. And for some reason, Bruce Wayne has decided to wear about eight layers of clothes today. He looks really fat and his collar goes all the way up to his chin. Commissioner Gordon asks the three partners in the Diamond Syndicate why their secretary would be murdered. And they're all like, I don't know. Maybe something to do with that large shipment of jewels we're having in. We've already hired some models to show them off for us. We'd better have someone guard the fashion show we're having, just in case someone tries to steal the jewels. And Commissioner Gordon's like, yeah, of course we'll get the police to protect those jewels. It's a wonder anyone brings jewels into this part of Metropolis. They're just gonna get stolen. Bruce Wayne goes home and makes a plan. He's gonna go to the Diamond Show to keep watch. And Dick is going to do something. We get the dot, dot, dot. We don't know. We also see the cat preparing to rob the Diamond Show, of course. She's not doing anything. She's just lounging in bed, smoking. But she does say she plans to. The next night, Bruce Wayne shows up in the same coat as he was wearing the previous day. Although it seems to be the only layer of clothing he has tonight. And he watches the Diamond Show. First girl comes in with a necklace on. And the auctioneer is like, oh, very fancy. The second girl comes in with a necklace on. And he's like, oh, this is super fancy too. Really expensive. Then the third girl comes in with a necklace on. The auctioneer is like, this is the most expensive necklace we have. Then the third girl reaches into her bag and pulls out a flash bang and throws it on the ground. While everyone's blinded, she runs off. We see her run into the elevator and she grabs the elevator operator that they had because it was the 40s and kicks him out of the elevator. Once she's in the elevator alone, she takes off her blonde wig and her necklace and stuffs it all in her handbag and puts on her the cat mask, and we see that she's Catwoman. Once the elevator opens, she runs off again, but she only gets outside the building before she's grabbed by not the police, but another group of thugs. And they shove her into their car. They drive off somewhere. We don't know where. Then we see, following this group of thugs, is a green car. I thought this was the police at first, because all the police drive green cars. But no, this is actually Robin driving a green car, even though we've only seen them 
in red and blue cars so far. It also does not appear to have a roof. And Robin calls Batman, somehow. And he's all, they did exactly what you thought they would do. I'm going to keep following them. Three feet behind them, so that they can't see me and I don't lose them. I think the distance is implied to be greater than three feet, but it's certainly pictured at three feet. Batman gets the call from Robin. He's like, all right, I'm going to tear off all my clothes in the bathroom and escape in my bat suit. And he goes off somewhere. He doesn't tell us where. And we see him lasso a piece of a building and swing off. Then we see him arrive at the homes of one of the partners of the Diamond Syndicate, a man named Daryl, who wears a gray suit. And Daryl sees Batman and immediately pulls out his gun. But he's a Diamond Syndicate partner, so Batman easily disarms him and then threatens him and punches him in the face. Then he calls Robin again. This time, we see how they're calling. Robin's receiving from his belt buckle like he had when he infiltrated that boarding school. Batman's just calling him from Daryl's phone. After the call is finished, Batman grabs Daryl and drags him off to the place where Robin has followed the other car. Now, Batman seems to know what's going on, so he just shoves Daryl right inside. And once he gets inside, it's shock another partner from the Diamond Syndicate. He has, like, two thugs backing him up and Catwoman tied up in a chair. And he has his gun pointed at her. And then Daryl gets really angry and he's like, Hey, I was gonna have the cat steal the diamond so we could get more money somehow. It's not really explained. And this other partner says, Yeah, well, I thought you were gonna keep too much of that money to yourself, so I had my thugs kidnap her so I get all the money. Then once they've said that, Batman and Robin come in and beat them up. There's a panel of Batman posing while throwing two guys. It looks like he's Atlas holding up the sky. Except for he's not holding anything. After all, the thugs are beaten up. Batman frees Catwoman. But instead of thanking him or escaping, she just proves that she's really mad. And she goes to claw out the eyes of the guy who hired the thugs to kidnap her. And she has to be restrained. Batman decides that instead of clawing out these guys' eyes, a better plan of action is to tie them up and deliver them to the police. Batman then explains that he suspected that this would be some sort of insurance money-getting scheme from the Diamond Syndicate the entire time, although there is one partner who's innocent. And Catwoman's like, oh, Batman, you rescued me from those thugs. I'd like to thank you. And he's like, um, okay? Then she grabs him and kisses him and goes, like this. And then once he's caught off guard by her kissing him, she shoves him over and runs out the door. She takes the Doug's car. By the time Batman's shaken off his shock and got outside, she's too far away to follow. Or at least that's what he says. Robin eventually agrees, though, so I suppose he might be right. Batman does seem emotionally compromised. He's all, what a night for romance, right, Robin? And Robin's like, romance? Ew. So, the adventure is complete, and we wrap up with McGonagall walking down the sidewalk when suddenly a package is thrown at him, and the package contains all the jewels that were stolen from the Diamond Syndicate and a note from Batman. It's written in cursive, so I'll do my best. Here are the something-something. Develop the film. I forgot to mention earlier they got pictures of the two criminal partners fighting with each other and confessing to their crimes. Something something 14 something road couldn't deliver the cat something little bat drawing. But apparently somewhere in the letter, McGonagall's been called pal. And he's all, 
just because Batman's been helping me solve my cases and giving the stolen goods right into my hand doesn't mean I'm his pal. If I ever come across him, I'm going to arrest him, blah, 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 etc., etc., says the speech bubble. Then we flash back to last night where Catwoman is driving along the road away from Batman, and she's all, you know, I kind of wish Batman were driving the car, and I was sitting beside him, and we were on a date. It would just be so nice. Ridiculous. The end.